Hi, my name is Ian, and you're listening to the Urban Palmcast with Abby Dowd and Luke Bins. off like we always do with a weekly beer review. Oh, what is the beer? What's it called? This beer is called Fathead's Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. It is a malt beverage brewed with honey and blueberries. Didn't realize this. It is brewed in Ohio. Ah. Middleburg Heights. No idea where that is. Not the slightest clue. I'm just going to go ahead and read the description because why not keep it rolling? Yep. Brewed with fresh harvested spring honey stolen from some very angry bees. In parentheses, we have the welts to prove it. And plump blueberries creating a refreshing ale with a delicious blueberry aroma, crackery malt flavors, a hint of sweetness, and a clean blueberry finish. Chill out, man. Have a beer. Was it written for, like, um, a kid? (laughs) Like, it seems like a child's beer. It looks like a child's beer a little bit. Let's see if it tastes like a child's beer. Mmm. You know, I think if a child was to drink a beer, it might be this one. <laughs> because it is sweet, savory, goes down easy. You hear that, children? This is the beer for you. <laughs> we do not condone underage drinking. So I went to get I went to get my hair cut this week, Abby, because um I got my I got my dad to cut my hair. And he started hacking into it, and all I wanted was just the clippers around the side, you know, keep it long on top. Yeah. Simple. But no, he couldn't do it right. He was doing it wrong, and I was like, oh no. And then I started doing it, and then he's, and then it, it looked horrendous. It like, you hacked it. You really did. And it looked like um, dumb and dumber. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> I went to like the, I went to the hairdressers the next day. I just went down like local barbers or whatever. And I was like, look, um, I need to sort my hair out because I've got my dad to cut my hair. And he was like, oh, why would, why would you do that? Like, why, why have you let him do that? And then he, and then the thing is though, he started going, yeah, he's, he's taking it too high here. He's taking it too high there. And I was going, but then I realized that was me. I did that. Like, <laughs> that was me. And I was going, yeah, yeah. What a jerk. Like, why would he take it so high? <laughs> so you were pandering off the blame on your father. Basically, yeah. Um, and I, he was shaming me for my haircut that I'd given to myself. <laughs> I like, <laughs> sorted it, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who, don't know whose idea it was to cut it like that. <laughs> Bloody dad. I know whose idea it was. Oh, you're the cheapest man I've ever met aside from my father. <laughs> he said to me, come on next time though, when, when the bits that were, the, the chunks them will have grown back and it'll be a get back. <laughs> Luke and I have been really trying to sort out administrative things required if you're trying to, you know, have a podcast and make it into something or whatever. So the jobs are really broken down and Luke does the editing and I have to do all the social media, whatever. So I have, I'm trying to do all these things, one of which is to put a signature at the bottom of emails. Now, I think everyone has seen a signature. Everyone has gotten an email from, like, a professor or for somebody who has a real job or for someone who just takes himself seriously. So I decide it's time for us to get serious and to make a signature at the bottom of our Urban Palmcast email address. So I'm so proud of myself. I am not very technologically – I have no technological aptitude whatsoever. So I have kind of figured this out. Simple Google search really is what it was. So I text you. 
Luke, I text you and I'm like, oh my God, I, I've been very productive today. I just want to look at the email I sent you. And before you interject, I'm going to read the conversation that happened. Okay. Okay. So there were several before this, but they're, they're, semi, they're more profane than I normally am. So I'm just going to cut it out. I just didn't understand that message. Just the signature thing. Me. Open your inbox and look at the 900 emails I've sent you today. You. I'm confused in your last email. What exactly is it? Me. Now I'm frustrated. All caps. Look at the f***ing automatic signature at the bottom with the f***ing picture and the link in our social media account. You. Very calmly. Not in caps. I have no clue what you're on about. Like you clicked it and it goes to iTunes. Me. Oh my God. And then it's a picture of the email, like a screenshot of what it looks like. And at the bottom, there's a photo of us and it says Abby Down Luke Ben, co-host of the Urban Palmcast. And then there's the iTunes link and there is the Facebook and there is the Instagram and there's the Twitter. So then I, I, I screenshot and send that. And then in all caps, Again, I go, the automatic signature at the bottom. Are you f***ing blind? The thing with our picture, our names, and all the links that wasn't there before or ever. You. You'd think at this point you'd be like, right, of course. I'm so sorry. You. <laughs> ha ha. I love you're getting so irate about it. <laughs> and then the next text, immediately after. Erm. So it's like a header kind of thing at the bottom of emails we send out? <laughs> Me. Ha ha. I, and I'm not really finding this funny, but again, life's a joke, and it's just, haha. I just don't understand what you're not understanding. A signature is something that's automatically at the bottom of emails, like that person's information. You've definitely gotten emails with this in it before. Then I go on to say, and obviously, if it's at the bottom, it's a footer. Obviously. You. Yep, got it now. Thumbs up sign. This is why I do the editing. So in case you're wondering, in case you're wondering at all, this goes on for approximately 30 minutes. <laughs> hey, look, I was at work at the time. Like, you know, I was like, I don't know how I could have gotten much more direct with what I was know, trying to do. I've never heard it described as that. I don't know what it is. Like, I just never pay attention. I, I, I thought you were making, like, you were writing a signature, like, when you write your name. Oh my god! I tried telling you at the bottom. It's automatically. Like I don't know what else you wanted me to say. Abby like, was getting so angry. <laughs> and, and, the, and you know what makes it worse when some, when you're pissed off about something and someone's like, "Calm down," and you're like, <laughs> off. You're like, "Oh, I don't know why you're getting so irate about things. You're so cross, Abby. You're, you're so cross, Abby." <laughs> Just like with. Weird things and situations just seem to follow me around all the time, like people, <laughs> public. Yeah, so I'm on, so I'm on this coach, and I'm, I'm like, I've got my headphones in, I'm listening to music. All of a sudden, this old man, like, this hand comes over the thing, and he's got, like, one of those really old school MP3 players. And then over to the left, there's, like, two women just, well, a woman sat in a seat and her own, this young girl. You know, basically two attractive girls sat separately, just looking at me. And then this guy's oh. like, how do you make this work? How do you get the music on? How do you make this work, man? And I was like, uh. So I got the MP3. It's an MP3 stick. They're so f***ing old. I don't even know how to work them anymore. Because they're just so complicated. Do you remember them? They were like, you got these I had a Zune. Ridiculous. I don't know if you remember the Zune, but they were way ahead of their time. 
it's just so complicated. Like, I, I don't know why they overcomplicated the system. No wonder old people can't use these little MP3 sticks. So he hands me this ancient like MP3 and he goes, just get any music on it, any music, I don't care. So I plug my headphones in because I don't want his headphones in my ears. And anyway, he says, just press anything. First song that comes on, Candy Shop, 50 Cent. <laughs> I'm like, I went, I got it working. So I just passed him it back and he was like, thanks. So this like, old man is just sat on a coach for an hour listening to Candy Shop. And the girls, you know, the attractive women are still looking at me going, like, in disbelief. And then, I'm like, half an hour later, he gets this full pack of variety biscuits out. It's like a square tin almost. And this tin just comes over my head. And he's like, what a biscuit? I'm like, no, no, please. Just just leave now. Just get out of my life. When the man reached over the giant tin of biscuits, I would have taken probably several. <laughs> the thing is, though, like it's like that thing when people offer you a drink in like situations you do want to accept, but social. I think this is more of a British thing. You say no, you're like no, no, I don't want to be troubled. I did want these biscuits. I, I did, but I was like, I wanted to shut the situation down of the old man creeping over my seat every two seconds trying to get his next fill of candy stuff. You're right. I know you had to take, you take anything for free you can get, which is another reason I'm shocked you didn't take the cookie. Exactly. But I was like, if I take this, if I take this biscuit now, where's it going to end? He's going to be pestering me. And then all the time, these attractive women are just staring me down. I hate to tell you, but what I'm really taking away is that you didn't have the balls to go talk to the attractive women. This is the perfect way to start a conversation. No, I'm not just going to go and go, hey, how creepy was that, man? No, I'm going to do that. It's even more creepy. <laughs> so as you know, Last week, probably from the um, my social commentary of the weekend, I went to uh, <clears throat> I went for my my friend's thirtieth birthday. We rented like a car together, and we got like went on a lot of, like a road trip down on the Friday night. It was his birthday party on the Saturday. I'm like uh, I'm my job is navigator slash DJ, and Kev was driving. Uh, yeah, so we were like riding down and. Uh, we got we took a wrong turn and we ended up going like completely wrong direction. So I was like navigated us through these like country roads, and we were going through all these like ridiculous places like Lower Witch, Middle Witch, East Witch, Nantwich, all these just well, crazy like very clever names. <laughs> all these like witch places, and then we went like through this place called like um, King's Mead. And then, like, anyway, and that's when I just started recording, because... We've gone from Kingsmead to Middlewich. We ride for Middlewich. It is a road trip, isn't it? We couldn't have just gone straight and boring. It would have just oh, been... Mate. It would have been just too mechanical if we had done that. Yeah. Middlewich. Yeah. To Middlewich. To Middlewich, I say. We're on the tail now. With There's just one more town to plunder before. <laughs> to Middlewich. <laughs> And it's and it's and it's Stanthorn. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Stanthorn. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was ridiculous. We did get lost, uh, but no, not one point did we get stressed. Like you definitely don't sound stressed at all. Because we were just like laughing and joking, and then we went through all these crazy places like Kingsmead, and then it started this a chain of event for the whole weekend. Of where we started saying like, um, 
that Kev was like the king of this party, and it was like, we go through Kingsmead, bring out the barrels of mead, and like, we this massive, like, ridiculous joke, and like, Kev was saying that I was like, he's like, he's caught Jester for the weekend, <laughs> like, just like, this funny man to make him laugh, and <laughs> stuff. And, um, so yeah, we, we got like lost a few times, went through some like ridiculous places, and then, yeah, it kind of laid down the foundations of the weekend. So much so, we even got Kev to put it into his birthday speech. Like, we wind him up the whole time going, you got to make a speech, Kev. you got to make a speech. I was going to say, he gave his own birthday speech. Well, yeah, it's like, you've got to, you've got to thank everyone for here. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to. And we were like, wind him up saying, you've got to do it. And he's like, all right, all right. He goes, and I'm like, and can you also get in, like, um, like, say something like rousing like a king? And he's like, all right. Because Kev will, he'll just will, just do anything. He just doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so he said like this massive like speech like then oh yeah thanks for coming it's been great and everything and then right at the end he was like now bring on the king's mead and, and he goes tonight we dine for free and everyone like cheered and shit and was like raising the glasses it was like it was like being at like a king's banquet it was mental it sounds it honestly sounds fake <laughs> his accent and your accent together sounds like <laughs> It just cannot possibly be real. We used to live together. It was crazy. <laughs> Let's make America great again. I'm running for president. Well, now it's time to make a transition, the weekly transition from talking about bullshit to talking about bullshit politics. Luke, come on. Hit us with the news. What's going on? This is the week that was. Top trumps as Donald hits five states to edge closer to a presidential nomination. And Hillary soars as she wins four out of five in the mid-Atlantic states, with Bernie Sanders claiming Rhode Island as he fights on. Ted Cruz came under fire this week after promoting his campaign during a visit to Indiana, home of basketball. He was ridiculed on social media for dropping this clanger. You know, the amazing thing is that basketball ring... Here in Indiana, it's the same height as it is in New York City and every other place in this country. He later said he always takes a set of golf sticks with him just in case, or tennis spades for him and Heidi to whack a few love 30s. And while we're on the subject of Cruz, he announced his vice president, bizarrely to say the least, as Carly Fiorina. And how did she respond to this? Well, by singing, as painfully heard here. We've been traveling around the country and I've come to know Ted and Heidi and Caroline and Catherine. I know two girls that I just adore. I'm so happy I can see them more. Cause we travel on the bus all day. We get to play. We get to play. I won't bore you with any more of the song. But they have four verses, Caroline and Catherine. Love you girls. Don't give up the day job, eh? No, actually, quit that one too while you're at it. So it's it's part two of our, our feature of the show, The Candid Candidate. And this week, it's Ted Cruz. That's right, Ted. Full name, Raphael Edward Cruz. 
um, born December 22nd, 1970. And wouldn't you know it, he was not born on American soil. He was born in Calgary, Canada. Shock. But his mother's American, hence his citizenship. Uh, his mother's from Delaware, and his father is from Cuba. Interesting fact about his father, actually, Luke. Mm-hmm. He fled to the States in 1957 and was granted political asylum after being, quote-unquote, imprisoned and tortured. Um, and it turns out he was actually inspired by Fidel Castro's anti-government movement and engaged in guerrilla warfare, throwing Molotov cocktails at buildings of Batista's regime. But don't worry, now he's a pastor in Dallas. <laughs> That's all right. It's just really gone full circle. Wow. So he's uh, coming from quite a you, you'd think. So, I mean, Ted Cruz is a Republican runner at the moment, uh, currently trying to challenge um, Donald Trump for the uh, in the primaries to get the, the slot. Yeah, that's quite diverse, really, if you think about it. A diverse background for a, for a Republican. You know, Cuba was only till like a couple months ago a sworn yep. enemy of the United States. Uh, no cigars over the border, baby. Got to smuggle that shit in. Exactly. So, and actually taking part in what would have been pro-communism um, guerrilla warfare. Well, it's true, and it's funny to see that he went from being this. You know, I kind of a loose cannon, it sounds like. And now he's a pastor in Dallas, which mm. leads me to tell you that Ted Cruz is a Southern Baptist, uh, and he grew up in Houston. And Southern Baptist, for those of you who don't know, is strong, quite religious, very strong uh, foundation in religion. And then this is when we get to the national scene. Uh, in 2012, he ran for Senate. And he was very much the underdog. No one expected him to win. But then, this is the thing about Ted Cruz. So you have, he is very, pretty much falling off the right side of the spectrum here. Goes from being maybe like, you know, your establishment type of Republican, quote unquote, and to becoming part of the Tea Party. And they're quite radical, religious, um, by comparison. And the way he got elected, actually, when he was running for Senate in 2012, and I think this is interesting, he was supported by the Tea Party for his ultra-conservatism, and he had the support of Sarah Palin and Rand Paul, and he ended up winning in a runoff election. In 2013, if you'll recall, the government shutdown that happened. So he was, like, a fundamental factor in orchestrating the government shutdown in opposition to Obamacare. So that's when they wanted to oppose it. And you know what? He, one of the things he did to, to stall this, mm. he gave a 21-hour speech on the Senate floor, and part of that was reading Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss. So that's one of his one of the things he does. And so as you I don't know if you remember this, Luke, but there was this whole thing, actually this was uh this was the Donald who kind of was behind all this. Where Obama they were trying to say he wasn't American. They wanted to see yeah. a birth certificate. Well it's funny because obviously Ted Cruz is born in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. And has well, Cuban um, Cuban father, yeah. Father. And wouldn't you know it this means that, not this means, this is what he did. In 2014, he renounced his Canadian dual citizenship, completely gave it away, despite the fact that it would not affect him running for president whatsoever. <laughs> so he's no longer identified as Canadian. He's quite frankly, he's not Canadian, I guess, anymore. Just didn't want, to, didn't want that dirt to be dug up, yeah. flung in his face. That's him kind of in a nutshell. I guess some of his policies, he's against gay marriage. He is pro-life. Immigration is something I think is interesting about him because obviously his father 
is from Cuba. Yeah. Um, and this is from his website. Ted Cruz will end Obama's amnesty on day one. Will end catch and release, increase deportation, stop sanctuary policies, and strengthen E-Verify. It's just, it's just like quite extreme. I think because of Donald Trump, like um, he get he kind of clouds the news and he's always in the forefront. But you don't really, especially in England or different parts of the world, you maybe not hear as much about Cruz as you guys will over there in the states. Um, you know, like for you don't example, realize how much like he's quite ex- he's quite an extreme character, really. Amusing facts about Ted Cruz is that he does look like Kevin from The Office, The American Office, <laughs> uh, which is hilarious. And he also looks like hilarious. Yeah, he looks like the uncle from The Monsters, basically. Grandpa Monster is Ted Cruz, probably as evil as well. Anyway, so that's that's Teddy for you, wrapped up in a nice shiny bow. That is Ted Wood Cruz. This week, we take a cold, hard look at Ted Cruz. But my question is, what do people actually know? I set out to find some answers. If elected, Ted Cruz wants to do things such as abolish the IRS. So what we know about him is he is very much for a limited government. There are four departments that he wants to eliminate completely. Can you name me at least one? I believe one of them is the Department of Education. <laughs> True. In 2013, Ted Cruz was a fund- played a fundamental role in orchestrating a government shutdown in opposition of Obamacare. During that time, he gave a 21-hour speech on the Senate floor. What book did he read? Green Eggs and Ham. And there is no contesting that, baby. That is correct. Okay. I do not like you, Ted. I am. In high school, Ted Cruz was a bit of a theater man. Can you name one of the villains that he played? The Wicked Witch of the West. A good guess, although incorrect. The answer actually is that he played Rolf, the young Nazi in The Sound of Music in (laughs) in junior high school, and then later landed the role of murderer Bill Sykes in Oliver. Heidi is his wife. Mm. How many children do they have? Bonus points if you know their names. Two. Mm. Is that right? That's right. It's two. I don't know the names. I watched the video of them where, like, off the record, he tells them, like, that they're not smiling enough. Have you seen that? Oh, God, it's fantastic. All right, I'm learning something now. Thank you. We'll be looking at that very soon thereafter. Where did Ted Cruz go to college? Undergrad or grad school? Both for bonus points. Yale. And Harvard. I can now reveal, in the words of Luke Bins, that you're half right. He actually went to Princeton for undergrad and Harvard Law School. Congratulations. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah. We'll see how everybody else does. I'll do the easy ones. Well, after that riveting game, I think there's only one thing that can really be taken away. While people might know the basic facts, once we get into the cold, hard details, the waters of life become a little murky. I think this can be compared to Tinder. You're ready and willing to swipe right. You do so. You start having a little casual chat. Then you meet in person and you can just be flabbergasted by the realities. Running for president, similar to an online dating website? I think the connection can be made. You never really know a candidate's true colors until they occupy the White House. 
down to play what's that noise. I found an object. You tell me what that noise is. Wait. All right. I'm ready. Come on. Right. This is my week. This is my week. Right. Listen. Ready. You know, I'm going to have to do that again, Luke. All right. I think I know what it is. So as we know, Easter was just upon us. Right. And do you know, do you know for Easter when you get those things that you wind up and they're like little bunnies and they hop around? No. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. But I'm, I, just as a, a spoiler, I'm going to say it's probably not that object. Is I don't, yeah, you're I, I, I was saying that's what it sounds like, but that's not what I'm guessing. I'm just saying that's what it sounds like. Right. That's like a dial you spin. This is your last time. And I'm gonna okay, my last time. Thank you. And I'm really going to have to press you for an answer. <laughs> oh. I think it's an easy one this week. It's obvious, but I will have to. Uh, I will have to have your answer. Right, you've dropped down some beads that you got at Mardi Gras. <laughs> Is that your final answer? It's definitely the rabbit. It's the rabbit attached to some beads. <laughs> okay, well I can reveal, Avi, <laughs> that it was a pepper grinder. Well, if you knew me at all, you know I don't spend any time in the kitchen. So why would I have? Everyone knows what a pepper grinder sounds like when it's dropped. It sounds like that. Maybe I would have gotten it because I am an aficionado of salt. And I'll tell you what, that is going to leave a spicy taste in your throat. That defeat. So. I feel like I could sneeze multiple times. That's how upset I am. You'll be sneezing in defeat. <laughs> On that note, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I'm Abby. And I'm Luke.